Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hi, hello, how are you? This is Liz Puglisi. I'm with Amber Teasley. You're listening to episode 12 of Home is Where Hallmark is over on the Chair Shot Radio via the chairshot.com. Available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for joining us. We have another fun-filled episode of me complaining about things. Um, and Amber rolling her eyes, even though I, I can't see it. I <laughs> I'm doing a fair share amount of complaining. I know, but I only said that because I just warned you that I had a lot of complaints. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to, you might have to rein me in. Um, last week, I bust, I was busting Amber's chops about um, how she was upset about how West Virginia was portrayed, and I kind of teased her, and then karma got me in the butt because now I'm going to be have a few things to say about how New York City. <laughs> I, I almost, I almost took video because today I had to go into Charleston to get um, the turkey for my family because we buy it from the Capital City Market there because it's the best meat and it's locally, it's all West Virginia products, like the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I drove in there to get the turkey today and I almost recorded it and sent it to you just so you could see, you know, (laughs) that it's not like, you know, there's mountains and hills, but it's all mostly like buildings. I am. It's almost Thanksgiving. We actually had a Thanksgiving scene or two in the this past week's offerings, which we'll get to in, in a few minutes. And somebody made a great point on Twitter that the few Thanksgivings we've seen, everybody's like three people. And at first I laughed about that because growing up, I, being an Italian-American, I'm so used to like, and not just Italian-Americans, but many, many people have like Thanksgiving or any holiday where it's like 20 people, 22 people. You know, it was always, and obviously as time goes by, it gets smaller and smaller. And this year we're, we're only five. Um, I'll be going, I'll be heading down to Maryland to my sister's for Thanksgiving. Amber's going to be with her, her mommy um, and her husband. Jason gets to go. And a few and, others. We usually have about others. 15 people. I know. She told me the menu. I'm, I'm drooling. So good. Although that's the menu for this evening. We oh, have even true. more on the Thanksgiving. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. My mind is not, wor- <laughs> not working. It's just, that's the menu for that's this evening. That's just what I'm that's making. It's, it's Wednesday it's, and it's, Thursday, we're making a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Wait, Jason's, Jason's making cheesecakes for tonight, too? No. They're, well, oh, I don't okay. make any pies for tonight. Oh, okay. That's where, that's where I got confused. I'm like, I'll be down there. Yeah. Well, I'll probably confuse you. 
Uh, no, no, I no. gotta make my pecan pies, which you oh. call pecan. Pecan pies. I, it's so funny because my other sister, my Lissa, my Lissa, she is hosting her first Thanksgiving in her new home. Um, because um, usually James's side of the family um hosts, but I guess everybody decided they were gonna go up there. So it was funny because we were coming, she's a great baker. We were trying to like brainstorm. It's her first holiday she's ever hosting, right? She always, wherever she goes, she always cooks and bakes and brings stuff or whatever. She's an amazing, amazing cook and amazing baker. Anyway, it's funny. Mom loved um, uh, pecan uh, tea time tassies, which are basically really just like mini, mini pecan pies. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know? And so I sent her this. I, I said to her, I was like, oh, you, this was actually when she was supposed to be going to her brother-in-law. And I was like, no, you need a dessert. She's like, I have this. I'll make this quick. I always make my cheesecake. Blah, 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 you know, whatever. Who does? She makes amazing cheesecakes. just like Jason. But I, so I sent it. I was like, oh, mom always made like um, tea time tassies. And she didn't know what that is. So I, but I found um, basically it's a pecan pie, but in bar form. Mm-hmm. Oh, looks so good. I have to try it one day. So I think she's. I think she's making those this year. I'm not cooking. This will go to my sister's. I'm, like I was telling you earlier, I'm just making the stuffing and um and the soup. Which at first I was like, eh, eh, when we decided to go down there, my sister, who's lovely, she's like, nobody cooks in the kitchen for Thanksgiving. But me, she doesn't listen to this. I can get away with like doing that. Watch her like finally listen to this. And I was like really upset, but then I decided it's you know it's fine, it's whatever. But I have to make our stuffing. Which I made it want to laugh. I made a practice batch the other day because it's really like the first time I'm making it like without mom, right? This is and my nothing... first time making stuffing from scratch. Most of my well, stuffing oh, really? usually is uh, box stuffing, but I'm making it from scratch this ooh, year. Ooh, I want to hear about the recipe before, as soon as I finish it, we'll take a second. So I just wanted to like make a test batch because I was like, I didn't want to get like so super emotional. I just had to prove to myself like I could make it. So of course I screwed it up. I put in no, so we use we, ours has meat in it, has ground beef and sausage, right? Whatever. So you have to brown it first, of course. We never season. Get away some secrets. We never season the pan. We just brown it because there's so much seasoning. I seasoned the pan, so it ta- it was still very good, if I might say so. But it tasted like I put a whole jar of pepper in it. Hey, that would probably been fine with me because I love pepper. I love pepper, so I didn't mind it. And as it sat, it kind of like faded a bit like overnight. And I actually, um, I put some, um, when it was um, before I baked another batch, or after I baked another batch, after I baked the batch, rather, excuse me, I poured a little um, cream into it to soften it. It was still soft, but like, and to kill the pepper a little bit. But anyway, tell me about your recipe. Um, basically you take like um 18 to 24 ounces of bread um Mm -hmm. you can do your own or buy the dry bread at the store um Mm -hmm. you just pinch off regular bread and then um it has onions and celery and garlic salt and pepper sage parsley rosemary and then you put chicken stock in it with eggs and i think that's it so basically, you like cut up the <laughs> onion and the celery, and um, like kind of saute it with butter, and then you um, boil it with some chicken stock, and then you add everything. 
and then you bake it. I've got, sorry, my dog. I would eat it. I would eat large quantities of it with a little bit of cranberry sauce. Oh, quick question before we get started. Cranberry mm -hmm. sauce canned or do you make it fresh or you don't eat it at all? We don't eat it at all. <gasps> I've never had cranberry sauce in my entire life, ever. <gasps> my heart. <laughs> I love the can. I do. I love cranberry sauce, and I'll. I'll I mean, it's. I love. I'm not going to say cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce because it's not. I love the canned stuff. My sister actually makes um makes it from scratch, and and everything. I'll, I'll eat it either way. But I love. I love cranberry sauce. Okay, as usual, I've taken us down like 16 different paths, and you know. Yeah. Well. Like I think <laughs> like, cranberry sauce might be a northern. I don't know. We don't eat a lot of really? cranberry sauce. Um, no, we do like broccoli casserole and like. Ooh, that sounds good. Also, we call stuffing stuffing. A lot of people up north call it dressing, but you no, call it stuffing. I don't know anybody up here that calls it dressing. I thought people in the south called it dressing. No, we I'll call it stuffing. Now you got to realize West Virginia is the most northern southern state so we might be a little bit more right now i never so okay so i always assumed that dressing was like lighter stuffing and like stuffing like we make it um that has like meat and like heavier stuff in it was stuffing but what the hell do i know i really don't know the difference between the I, I don't think there's any difference between it i think there's I different recipes yeah, just different recipes. I just thought they would. My, we could now we just have to start a cooking podcast because <laughs> to me, dressing is like dressing you put on a salad. That's what dressing is. That's what dressing is for me too. Almost like yeah, yeah exactly. Because my my friend's mother, she makes a dress. She she makes a dressing. She makes a stuffing with apples in it. That and sage and other stuff, and that that's like mind blowingly good. Okay, so we're going to start a new podcast called Regional Cooking Differences with Amber and Liz. I'm going to pitch that to... You never know pitch. what you're going to get with us. We might not. In, we, I mean, it's a Hallmark well, podcast. But, <laughs> but, I mean, a lot, of the, a lot of the shows do revolve around food, and we did get a little bit of Christmas, that Christmas, a little bit, a lot of Christmas, a little bit of Thanksgiving in um, Open by Christmas. That's how I started on this. On well, this we uh, had more Thanksgiving than we did during the fall. Right? Harvest. Hello. Hello. Yep. yep. Which, in my opinion, I love you, Hallmark, but I feel like you had leftover summer movies, and that's what made your fall harvest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Because I also screwed things up. But normally, Amber kicks us off with the previous, but I actually chose Nantucket. Um, sorry, my dog just keeps doing stupid things. Um, Nantucket Noel, which premiered last night, because today is the 20th. Right? Is today the 20th? Yes. Yes, today's the 20th. So it actually aired last night, um, Friday, November 19th at 8, at 8 p.m. I caught a little bit of it. It stars one of Hallmark's absolute darlings and hunk, um, hunk of Ramis, Trevor Donovan, Sarah Power, and Peyton uh, Lipinski. And it is during the Seattle, the, what is wrong? During the Seaside Noel celebrations, Christina learns of a developer who is planning to tear down the wharf that is home to her toy store. Tensions rise as she falls for the developer's son, Andy, who is, who is obviously Trevor, and um, Christine... Christina is, is played by Sarah, the daughter. I saw a little bit of this one. It's actually playing on the TV on mute as, as we chat right now. I liked it. 
it's obviously a plot we've seen several several times, but I'm wondering, is this the first time we've seen Trevor Donovan as a dad? As a what? As a dad? Yeah. Because I think he's younger. I think he's one of the younger ones. It's my first, I mean, he looks but and it, and didn't he sign on with GAC? I wonder if this is one of the last movies we'll see him in. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm wondering if this is the last one of the last homework ones we're going to see, and I'm wondering if the type of character they're giving him, like the older fatherly, you know, one. I would say not that old, but he has like a preteenish daughter in this one, you know, which of course, given his age, is is you know, come you know, seems natural. Excuse me, he's a real age. Um, but I'm wondering if this has to do with like the kind of phasing him out of the the younger, the younger handy, not handyman, but adventurer type punk and giving him the more serious corporate guy. Although he was in um, USS Christmas, right? Yes. And I loved him in that. Uh, he's been in a couple like engagement ones. Um, yeah. I mean, he's been in thousands, not thousands, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he's been in a lot, but I remember him in a couple of wedding ones. Yeah, I see Uh, them gearing him more towards the more serious, you know, type role. So, I'm looking forward to actually watching this one and seeing the whole thing. I did not watch the whole thing last night. I just wasn't able to stay awake, and that's not about the, the movie. It's about me. But this is definitely a plot that we've seen many times. Oh, I got my flu shot yesterday. I felt like God's juju. <laughs> uh, I, I have to, I have to get my flu shot, but I'm just finally recovering from my second uh, vaccine shot, and I'm still having some issues, so I'm, I'm waiting on that. This okay. one looks like it's going to be very um, New England, like. Yeah, it's set by the seaside, which is kind of nice. Like maybe North Carolina type, maybe, but more up north, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to Yeah, what I saw of it, I really enjoyed. So I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing. Okay, so then the one that comes on 11:20 at 8 p.m. is a Christmas together with you, and. It is the little synopsis. Says during this Christmas season, Megan and her father figure Frank head out to on a road trip to find his long lost love. Along the way, Megan finds the love of her own life. Starring Harry Lennox, Laura Vanderroot, and you're gonna have to help me with this one. Nile Nile Matter. Yes. And this one, um, you have to bear with me. I have not been my usual prepared self. Laura plays Megan. Harry Lennox plays Frank. And Niall Matter plays Steve. Frank, I guess she's, um, Frank is her, the father, like kind of like a father figure to her. And Mm -hmm. um, she's trying to help him find his high school sweetheart, I do believe. Okay. It looks pretty good. Um, it does. Of course, it does, now it. matter. He's been in several. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Hallmark movies. I think it's going to be a good one. Nile. 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 Yeah. I Googled it. I Googled it. He's been in quite, in quite a few. And I actually really, really like him. He's been. Yeah, I some- think he's in one of our things later. So is Trev Trev. He's, <laughs> oh, he, he's in the Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries, which is, oh, that's the one he's in that I love. Never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. Oh, I, I haven't seen that, that one. one. Oh, it's so good. That it's has the wind really cars the heart girl in it, doesn't it? No, it's uh, no, it uh, does not. Um, it's not Aaron Cahill in that one. It's okay. um, it's like he's also in Christmas at Dollywood, Christmas Pen Pals, which I've never seen, Marrying Father Christmas, um, Love at First Dance, Engaging Father Christmas. He is, funnily enough, he is actually in When Calls the Heart, which might be why um, he said that he plays Shane um, following the Christmas. He's in so many of them. Stop the Wedding. He's in so, so, so many of them. He's very popular um, on, on, on Hallmark. I'm trying to look here and see. I don't think she's been in a whole lot. She's been in a lot of movie, like TV shows, like right. cartoon TV shows, but I don't think she's been in very many Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe a couple, but I think she's fairly new. Yeah, and never, never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater is actually um, Ashley Williams. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know here's her. Yeah, and she actually like unintentionally makes him hurt his arm, and he ends up staying in her guest house. And just it's just a super cute, really well paced, well paced movie. Yeah, I think this one's gonna be cute. And then that brings us to your, or, no, it's me again. Okay. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I'm really confused about why the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries ones are coming on at 6 p.m. on Sunday instead of 10. I guess they switched them. Maybe 10 o'clock was too late. (laughs) Say what? No, really? I did not know this. Yeah. Hold, please. I'm going to my guard. Yeah, the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, when they when I printed out the thing, it said they were supposed to come on at 10 p.m. on Sunday. Well, because there's an 8 o'clock movie, which is... But they're coming on at 6. And it really confused me. That's so weird. But they've done it. I don't know. They just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> because, maybe yeah. They, no. Wait. They, maybe they figured that 10 p.m. was too late. Wait. Now I'm confused. Hold on. Hold on. So tonight's movie is the one you just mentioned. A Christmas whatever. Together with you. Then okay. tomorrow night at 6 p.m., five more minutes, come... Comes on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Okay. And then at 8 p.m. on Hallmark is A Kiss Before Christmas. So if you want to go ahead and do A Kiss Before Christmas. A Kiss kiss Before Christmas. (laughs) That is so weird. Is it not? Because it's 10 p.m. And it's not 10 p.m. So what's on at 10 p.m.? I don't know. A Little Christmas Charm and One Royal Holiday. I 
okay, I think I know why. I think you're right. I think it is too late because I don't think the 10 o'clock ones have really been doing um, um, very well, so, maybe. So well in the social media trending and in the viewing because people have to just, get up and go to work. It's just too late. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just too late. They probably do better in the rewatches and the DVR and whatnot. But I don't think, as I know, like a few times, like I've tried to stay up and like tweet with them. And um, I'm so confused. You know, I just did on my DVR. <laughs> Jordan has said everything to make sure I record it. Um, I screwed up. Okay, so tonight is a Christmas together with you at eight. Yes. Right? And then there should have been a new one at 10 tonight. No, 10 on Sunday. 10 on Sunday. All right, and they flipped it to 6. Okay, now I am a little hot mess and, and caught up. <laughs> Gosh, a little bit Leave of... it to me to throw you. No, it's it's Hallmark. I want to make sure, I just want to make sure that I have everything set to record. But A Kiss Before Christmas is tomorrow at 8. Yeah. Okay, so they flipped it. That's so weird, but I'm done. I think that's why. I think it's because they're trying to catch people as, like, they're settling down for the evening, blah, blah, blah. But A Kiss Before Christmas, people are excited about that one because it reunites the Desperate Housewife pairing of Terry Hatcher and James Denton. And I completely lost my blurb, blurb, my blurb, but basically it is A Kiss Kiss Before, oh, my God. A Kiss Before Christmas stars Denton as Ethan Holt, a married father of two who's dissatisfied with his lack of career progress. When he makes a Christmas wish, he wakes up to discover that he's not married to Hatch's Joyce anymore and is the CEO of his company. But is this business-focused existence, yes, I'm reading this from someplace, really the life he wants, or can he find a new Christmas wish before time runs out? Okay. This is yet another extremely recycled storyline. Right? Yes. Yes. However... The one thing that I like about it, two things. One, I love Terry Hatcher. Um, have since Lois and Clark. Okay, love her. Second, they're using, um, I'm going to use the word mature because they're not old by any means. A, a more mature couple. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like most of them we see like somebody like in their late 20s or like there's a early 30s yeah. who like, you know, like there's one with Lacey. I just watched recently where she like had a wish more my age which is like 40 right right and usually they're a younger a younger set so i kind of like that i kind of like that it has that going for it and has like two and it has um really great really solid cast so a lot of these storylines that we've just the first the two that i did noel is definitely recycled because somebody's always coming in just to destroy a town right steal a store yeah. You know, even um, the one we were just talking about before, when you were like, oh, I love, I love our Paul Campbell. Intense, we'll be talking about him again later, too. Um, Christmas by Starlight, same premise, like, coming in. You know, we see that quite, quite often, but they always manage to do give it a, a new little a new little spin, so we'll see what happens. But people are very, very excited about A Kiss before before Christmas because they this was such a beloved duo on on Desperate Housewives. And it's nice that the kids are older too, because normally you see tweens, you know, preteens and whatnot. And this one was actually supposed to be um, done before the pandemic. So people have really been waiting for it. 
Yeah, I like uh, I like a lot of Terry Hatcher stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, she'll always be Lois. Lois always. <laughs> and then tomorrow evening is five more minutes that's on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And mm-hmm. it is inspired by Scotty McCreary's song, Five More Minutes. A woman's Christmas wish is answered in unexpected ways when her late grandfather's journal turns up and reveals an untold romance starring Nikki DeLoach and David Hayden Jones. Now, Nikki was in Taking the Reins for Fall Harvest. Wasn't she just in another Christmas one or is this her first Christmas one? Uh, I hadn't seen her in another Christmas one. And I watched them all day, so... She's been at other Christmas once, but I think this is her first one this first year. One this year? Okay. No, I, I, you know, when you watch, when you leave it on all day, you, be, you leave it on for your dog when you go out. It gets, uh, sorry, Bruno, just lay down. I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. Say hi, Bruno, to everybody. Say hi. Okay, you said hi. You lay down. Um, I actually am looking forward to this one. It does look like another bit of a, a little bit of a tearjerkery, tearjerkery here. Uh, a sad one, um, maybe. Yeah, Did you like see? It's got a little bit more of a different storyline too. Than yeah. Did you see the? And it also again, and I'm not knocking anybody's age, a bit of a more mature age. You know? Yes. Um, did you see the preview for it? Yes. I think the young, geeky, nerdy-looking guy is going to be like the spirit of a grandfather. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I noticed they did make a point to, you know, kind of showcase him, but maybe he's like her spirit of Christmas. (laughs) Maybe. It'll be something. Um, Maybe. It It should be pretty good, though. I'm looking forward to that one. Out of the four... Probably looking forward to a Christmas together with you mostly. I don't know. It's a toss up between Nantucket, Noel, and <coughs> together Excuse with me. you. What's the one that's on tonight? Christmas together with you? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That and um, five more minutes, probably because I adored my grandfather. So I'm looking forward to them. But who knows? We always say that, and then it always turns out, excuse me, turns out to be something else that we. That we like the best. So that's going to bring us to our reviews. So to kick it off, there is, there was, I should say, the much anticipated. I see this dog. Will you sit down? Sit down. He's like trying to call my computer. He never does this nonsense. Um, sit down, Not your he waiting. mommy. He's, he's he's like crazy glued to my side. So. Um, Brendan Elliott and Allison Sweeney open by Christmas. And it was Nikki, played by Allison, finds an unopened Christmas card from a high school secret admirer, and she and her best friend Simone search to find and thank the anonymous author. She's a single business consultant who's extremely busy. Um, who is celebrating another successful presentation, also not shocking. She works hard, but she loves her family and is very close to her best friend, Simone, who is engaged and has a pre-teeth son and is planning 
she planning her wedding? I believe she is. There's talk of a wedding. I forget if they're actually planning it or not. So this is the one where we actually got a little bit of Thanksgiving. It was a very small Thanksgiving. And she's basically guilted into staying to help them pack up the house because they're moving. What I liked about this, before I toss it to you, my dear Amber, is that for once, somebody was okay with their parents downsizing. Yes. And can I point out that I feel like the 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 um budget for this one must have been a lot higher <laughs> mm-hmm. than most of them. And I really liked it. Um I thought Brennan Elliott was super sweet. Um I kind of like how she thought she was a big nerd and she thought everybody, nobody liked her in high school, but it turns out like people really did like her. She just was different. It was her perception, you know? Yeah. And so, so basically what happens is that she's packing stuff up and her mother kept her old textbooks because she was a bit of a, a smart girl and she finds a card that somebody had slipped in and says basically it was like kind of crushing on her. And it becomes her mission to her, her and her friend's mission to try to find out who it was, which leads to a lot of different funny um, scenarios. She approaches one guy who thinks who she thought it could be, and it turns out, you know, he's gay and he has something lovely to say about her. There is a mean girl, you know, in Hit from High School. There's always a mean girl. Always, who, always, always. Who never grows out of being a mean girl. Um, so there's a lot of like, and then the best friend had. This was one where the, the best friend or whoever always has a subplot, really, kind of, especially lately. It's never really, like, developed. It's kind of, like, little bits here and there. This one had a very solid um, B storyline where yes. the friend, friend Simone, her fiancé and her son were very close, but she was kind of freaking out about the son growing up, and she felt like the son was becoming distant from her. But in fact, he and uh, the fiance had, were trying to surprise her because the fiance had bought her her dream house, and then his mother comes to town, and there's a lot of tension. But that that gets resolved. So they had a. It was a really. It was actually. This is a bit controversial, but it was actually the better storyline, in my opinion. Yeah, I liked it. I I really thought that the whole plot there was sweet with the son and the you know the fiance get in the house and mm-hmm. um I kind of can relate to that storyline slightly I mean my husband um my our daughter is not his biologically he right. came into her life when she was nine mm-hmm. um so you know she's not a he's not she's not a teen she is now but um so the similarities between the um you know, the wife and the soon-to-be and the kid and the fiancé, I, I could relate to it a lot, so I really liked that storyline. I thought it was very sweet. Um, I thought it was very well done. I thought it was yes. very well done and something, and I mean, much more relatable for many than the, you know, card from, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> Stalking everybody, <laughs> everybody to find out, which led to and some I funny... I even really like that storyline, too. I, I did, too, because... She was curious. She wanted to thank them because it meant so much to her because she had such bad memories about high school. She wasn't searching for it because she wanted this person to still be in love with her, you know? She right. just 
realize that you know people saw her different than than she saw herself which is usually um how it is in in real life and you know she wasn't like suddenly in love like with this mysterious person like they've done in in different in different movies she was very level-headed about it you know um she just i think she just wanted to learn more about why they you know saw her that way and at the end she was basically like no like it's you know okay i don't need to know who it is and i think that was very grown up and and level-headed and i think all the relationships in this one were portrayed very realistically you know she clashed with simone when she was trying to get simone to see sense and everybody can understand why simone you know was freaking out and and such and why um Derek's mother how funnily awkward is that scene where she the the mother looks at her and says I know that handwriting oh my gosh I was dying and then he was like well it is my handwriting but right and it seemed like yeah and you're like is he lying right like is he lying I mean obviously like we knew he was it's because we know it was was a boy um I kind of feel though, like, like um, Brennan had the least amount to do in the show. He did, he did. His not his part was not real big, but um, I loved his the kind of shy, quirky. I love that character he played. Um, sometimes when the guys are too sure of themselves. It kind of misses for me. Right. I kind of relate more to the quirky guys that, mm-hmm. well, let's just be honest. The Paul Campbell type. Mm-hmm. Oh, attainable. <laughs> the other ones. But yeah, I, I really liked it. What would you rate it? I'm going to give it a nine. I would say an eight. I, I liked it. Um, I don't really have any complaints about it. Um, but I didn't like absolutely love it. You know what I mean? It, right. I give it a nine because it was well paced and the people in it were realistic, which sometimes, you know, like they faced everything as, as adults, you know, for the most part. And, and we don't often, like, we don't often get that. Yeah. You're probably going to get me for this one because what? I loved the next one. Um, my Christmas family tree. Kick it off, Sid. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, my Christmas family tree is about uh, a girl named Vanessa that receives results from a family tree DNA test, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to now because a lot of people do the mm-hmm. uh, DNA tests on to discover their heritage. She discovers a family she didn't know existed and travels to their home for Christmas. Right. So I loved every character in this movie. I absolutely loved this movie. Um pretty much what happens is she grew up with her m- mother for a few years, but then her mother I think died young when she was younger and she was raised by her grandmother. Mhm. And um so she takes this DNA test, finds out that she's got a paternal um, close match, and it was um, her father. 
and come to find out um she does call him which i like how that got it wasn't you know a lot of times they drag that out for a long period right. of time but she right. literally just called him up and said hey i took this dna test we're a match right um and they meet the next day or you know within that week and he invites her to their hometown in mm-hmm. the process she rides down with a a man chris. that they chris who they um pretty much like he's their second is another son because he right. was and he, uh, and, and he's played by andrew walker mm-hmm. which has been in a lot of movies mm-hmm. um there's not much that i didn't like about this movie I liked so, how accepting the family was of the situation. So he, yeah. Um, he didn't know. His wife was like, well, it was before me. <laughs> you know, no, things happened. Again, I mean, it's a whole, mo- a whole, a whole movie. What I, okay, so when I first watched it, I was like, whatever. So uh, apparently, you know, we were wrong in our review. Where we're like, oh, my God, she's, they're going to be, like, related to this guy and blah, blah, blah. And then she's going to find out she's not. And then they could be together. So I'm so glad we were wrong about that. I mean, yes. well, me, but I'm, I'm roping you into it because, you know, I'm so glad they didn't they didn't go there. Andrew Walker's character of, of Chris was just so lovely, um, in in this in this movie, and I felt I felt that they had good chemistry together. I liked that the youngest daughter at least was like, yeah, I'm over this nonsense. I really don't care. You know, it was a realistic portrayal. It was. Everybody was accepting, like, oh, okay, this this should happen, like, you know, before or whatever. Um, a little confusing and um, and whatnot. But for me, so the first time I watched it, I was like, whatever. Like, it took me a bit to warm up to her, right? To the to the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, of Julie, it took me a little bit to get into her. I liked everybody else. I felt everybody else was like pretty, you know, real in a sense. But there was just something about her in my first viewing that I was like, you know, like she bothers me. Like I don't care if she's related to <laughs> related to them or not. I think, and I was like, I was like when you know when she found out that she wasn't related to you know related to them. I think, I mean, it was, it was classic, like, you know, she ran off and whatever. That annoyed me. Like, I get it, though. Like, you didn't have a family. You wanted a family. You really liked these people and, and whatnot. Um, and the place thought they made a mistake but didn't make a mistake. And, it, you know, it, it happens. Um, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I did, to be honest. I actually uh, relatively um, enjoyed it despite all of the horrible scenes. Yeah, I liked it. It was my favorite. Um, I loved the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was super. I mean, I just there wasn't anybody that I did not like. I hate to say that, but I I I liked them all. And when she she does tell them, she just comes out and tells them. It's not like it's been mm-hmm. a super long time. I mean, she found out the day before. But I am glad. That when he went and looked for the picture, mm-hmm. he realized where the name came from because she was calling, calling her 
her mom Trish, and he was calling her Patty. And it was because her name was Patricia. Mm-hmm. And um, I liked that, you know, you did find out in the end that she was, that was, you know, that was her mother. He was her father. And, right. uh, but I would sue that DNA company. <laughs> right? Emotional distrust. <laughs> you know, you're yeah, not thinking she, that. She did, you know, she did try to tell him and things, you know, kept pop popping up and, and whatnot. And they did want her to stay. Right. And, yes. and everything. And they didn't care that she wasn't related, which was super, super sweet. But she like, you know, I want to say overreacted, but I get it. Like, who wouldn't like you? You'd feel awkward, right? Yeah, like, oh my god, I, I made such a freaking fool out of myself. But I didn't understand why she felt like she couldn't be with Chris because of that. Like, well, I mean, it was well. so sad, and she, you know, she <sighs> wanted a family so bad. She was so lonely, and but, then but, to get one and then it be taken away. But it wasn't taken away. Only the biological yeah. aspect of it was taken, you know, taken away, really. But I understand why. You know, I can understand that. When he showed up with the Christmas tree, like, that was, you know, that was cute. I wanted to know, like, what she did for a living, did for a living to afford that apartment in Manhattan. But I'm going to save my Manhattan rants for holiday in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So well, just, if you've like, ever watched Friends, you know that she did not have that. You know, that would have been... Uh, Don't get me started on Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I love Do Friends. Not. But that, that apartment would have been way more than that. Do not. But yeah, I would totally. rate this one a 10. I loved okay. it. There wasn't anything I like about it. I loved it. I loved um, it. I loved this movie. It was my favorite one so far. Out of all uh, the ones that I've seen so far. But I loved it. So you can hate uh, me now. <laughs> No, no. Um. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Simply because it wasn't as awful as I thought it was going to be. No offense to the people involved, just the storyline. Um, I mean, Love Lights and Hanukkah was like, you know, kind of cute um, and everything. I just think it's the DNA thing is a, 
the DNA test is a weird well to go back to. Like, you can just have somebody with a pass and it catches up with him. You know what I mean? Like, right. You don't have to use the the ancestry, you know, thing. Um, I'll give it a nine. A nine. How you rated it higher than I thought you would. Yes. And then the next one would have been you. Was, I don't remember. I didn't watch them in the order they aired, so. I didn't either. Uh, Do you want to say Holiday to Harlem last? Yeah, because I have a lot to say. And then we'll calm ourselves down. We do have a top ten coming up. Okay. Let's talk about my favorite movie so far of them all. One December night. This one graded Um, highly for me, too. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a 10. It's a solid friggin' 10. This movie was great. One December Night starred the amazing Peter Gallagher, Bruce Campbell, Eloise Mumford, Brett Dalton, and a special guest appearance by Dee Dee Friggin' Khan. Okay? That was, I screamed when she popped up as a waitress or owner of the local diner. If you don't know who Dee Dee Khan is, not that it listens to us, then there's something wrong with you. Okay, it's so talking about Frenchie, right? From Greece. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Okay. Go, go yeah, <laughs> she's also on Benson. She's on so much other stuff, but yes, Frenchie. So, two music managers put their history aside to oversee the televised reunion performances of their rock star fathers with the fractured past. So Quinn, played by Eloise, Eloise and Elise. Now I'm like so like all over the place. I just gave her a new name, Eloise. Quinn is. Played by Eloise is a record producer who is tasked with reuniting the biggest band in the world. Her father happens to be one half of the duo, who's played by Peter Gallagher. Um, and on the other side, and she's well, I just thought that say she's also trying to get her client Addison an opening gig. The woman who played Addison sings like an angel. She yes, have an I old, loved her a lot. She should have a show. She should have a residency in Vegas. She should have everything. She said. So her boss basically blackmails her into uh, heading home, heading to her hometown to oversee the reunion of Benefit and Sullivan's TV, you know, um, Christmas TV special. And she runs into her childhood friend slash true love, Jason, who is Sullivan. I forget who, I forget which last name is, which last name. Who was the, Mike the son? Sullivan and was it? Hold on. Um, let me go ahead. So and... Mike is Mike is her father, and Steve is his father. So she, he's he's the son of um Steve, who who has still been touring and and has taken over the um all their book, all their all their all their music, and they have a the two of them, Mike and Steve, have this huge riff. Um. And, you know, it's basically said that Mike should have gotten a lawyer to fight him for the rights, you know, the, the rights to, to the music, but he didn't. But it turns out his wife, Quinn's mother, had become sick. He, you know, stopped singing and touring, didn't take care of her. He became a distant father. She hasn't. I hated her in the beginning. I hated her. Couldn't stand her in the beginning, Amber. Hated her. Eloise? Yeah. The, yeah, Quinn. I Quinn. couldn't stand her. Because I was so over the oh no communication as I've ranted like weekly, uh, you know, on here, and um, and everything. So the two of them, 
Quinn and um, Jason have to come together to try to get their fathers to cooperate with each other. And they have a long history of arguing and, and everything. And it turns out that her childhood home, Big Red, which is my, a landmark in the band's history, is um, going to be, you know, foreclosed on because the father's basically um, broke. So that leads her and Quinn and Jason to fight, you know, about that. And then it turns out that Steve, you get like little hints that Steve's having memory problems. It turns out that he has onset, I want to say Alzheimer's or dementia. I want to say Alzheimer's. And that leads the two of them, the two to like really, you know, reunite the, the two guys to come together. I just loved everything about this movie. I hated her in the beginning, so I love that because I had somebody to hate. Right. And Peter, well, you have to Peter Gallagher and Bruce Campbell were just, just gave two of the best performances that I've ever seen in Hormone. Peter Gallagher is, of course, Peter Friggin Gallagher and is at any age dropped it gorgeous. I'll Bruce tell Campbell. you, any minute I expected him to say, Would you like me to schmear it for you? Right? Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Campbell is just Bruce Campbell. The man's a legend. Yeah. The man's hysterical. The man is iconic. Um, they just played off so well to each other you felt like they knew each other they were supposed to be they were childhood friends so they grew up together and whatnot and their kids grew up together and of course quinn and jason got together at the end you know much to their father's um happiness and each one was close to the opposite father which was you know cute and they each of them helped them reconcile with their with their own fathers i just thought it was so well done Excuse well, me, so well acted. And the, I the expected people, any minute for Peter, you know, for Peter, Mike, uh, played by Peter Gallagher, to say he was going to take care of Steve. Right. Oh you know, gosh. I just expected that. Like, I, and it never happened. Because obviously his son was going to take care of him. But for some reason, it's like him living at bed, big, you know, big red in, with Mike. In, in my head, it did. <laughs> in, in my head, it was, that was all implied. I know I've just, I know I've just, um, dominated the conversation on this but i loved this one i just thought it was so well acted i thought the characters stayed true to themselves even though they grew you know yes i hated her in the beginning because i thought she was being way too dismissive even for a hallmark character um the you know the locals the addison even her boss you find out that her boss actually hired her like the other father was but she's proven herself i just enjoyed the whole thing yes i did too this, this is probably to... my second favorite the end for the entire season so far yeah it was just really and peter gallagher both and actually actually peter gallagher and bruce campbell both actually can sing yes so that was actually them singing um, at the end but it was it was really good. The townsfolk were good, you know. They it's it's you you do we do have those duos or groups or even individuals in music that just mean so much to their local area, and that's what we had um, had here. And it was just completely. The only thing I felt that was weird was that it was such a very small concert. So I guess maybe it was like only the townspeople. I don't know. I mean, and it was televised, so it didn't have to be huge. But that just felt like weird to me. I keep having to remind myself in some of these movies that they were filmed during COVID restrictions. Yeah. 
Because sometimes you're like, well, wait, which I'm going to get to that in the next movie. So I dominated this this chat as I gave you the whole rundown and why I loved it so, <laughs> so much. So you're giving it a 10 and I'm giving Absolutely. it a 9. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Is that the first 10 we've given this season? Yes. Yeah, Both of us have been our first tens on this episode. Both tens, yeah. I think we've given like nine and a half, but I, I think we've I think we've stopped short of giving of giving tens. But yeah, I I promise not to. Even though I'm gonna rant in, in a moment, I won't I won't dominate the conversation. So much. <laughs> you're gonna be laughing at me, and you're gonna be like, <laughs> "Stop being stupid." But go ahead. That brings us to a holiday in Harlem. And this one is about um, after her grandmother, Mama Bell, turns away her usual gift delivery, expecting presents over presents. Jet-setting executive Jasmine heads uptown to Harlem for a quick visit. However, when Mama Bell is injured, Jasmine agrees to stay in the neighborhood and take over the co-chairing their block's annual Christmas jamboree with her old best friend, Caleb, a successful corporate fixer. Jasmine expects the job to be easy, but quickly finds out that she has a lot of learn, lot to learn about the community and her heart. It stars Olivia Washington, Will Adams, and Tina Lifford. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Olivia yeah. Washington plays Jasmine. Will Adams plays Caleb, and Tina Lifford plays Mama Bell. And she was probably my favorite character. Mama Bill was great. Yeah. Um, I have one question for you. I have yes. one question for you. Because I, I missed the beginning and I didn't care enough about this movie to go back and rewatch it. It is not a knock against the cast. It is not a knock against the director. It's not even a knock against the script. So I just couldn't kill her. I just, you'll find out why in a minute. Did she live in Manhattan or she lived elsewhere? Um, I got the impression that maybe she had a home base in Manhattan, but okay, that she I literally just like went from city to city to city. Like okay. she yeah, didn't I really have like a home that. base. Mm-hmm. Um, very oh, much a uh, almost like a nomad, but not really because she was actually making really good money because of what her job. But she was kind of like a nomad. She just kind of went from place to place. Okay, that's she went to wherever the jobs went. And then, um, I my biggest pet peeve with the this movie was I did like it. Um, my biggest pet peeve was I felt like they made her overly a loaf. Like who comes to Manhattan and has lunch with their boss and then decides they're going to take a trip instead of going to see their grandmother. When they're like not very far from them. <laughs> right. I think I think they were going for the you know, she grew up in the city, she grew up in Harlem, she left Harlem, she left New York, you know, blah blah blah. She was this jet setting, you know, executive. And so she had a dis you know, a disconnect, which we've seen we were saying before we started to record, we've seen so many times. The problem is for me and Please tell me your thoughts. The problem was for me is that generally when it's written, it's that it's not that she feels like she's better than them. The people she's going back to tend to feel like she thinks she is, right? Because of their own, you know, right. issues. 
where they wrote this character and it's not Olivia Washington's fault. She, I loved her. I thought she was, I think she's going to be, I hope she has a great career. I loved her look. I love her voice. I thought she was great. Um, the way this character was written for me is that they play, you're right, they play the aloofness up you know, like too much. Like, okay, I know better because I'm a big person executive. Forgetting how to, you know, how things work, you know, in her old, you know, neck of the woods. It just came off like she was too good to be there. We're generally in like the Lacey's and this and that when we see them, that storyline, it's, you know, it's, it's more like the townspeople are like, oh, you know, she has big, big city ideas and, you know, ideas that they don't want to hear, which they also had here, but it's played more for laughs generally, I feel, in the other ones, whereas this one, they made her, like, super bitchy and, like, super dismissive. Yeah, I kind of felt like that, too. And I don't feel like it was the, you know, it was just, eh. characters could have been flushed out a little bit better. Um, I loved him. I loved the grandmother. He was great. The two um, of them were great. Love them. It was primarily with the way the main character was wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just, I just really felt like she just, and you know, you do find out later on that it is because, you know, she tries not to stay, you know, too much at her home because her parents you know, were jerks. Yeah. You know, her parents kept bouncing her around. It is pretty much set up that the way she is is her parents' fault, which every reason that somebody is some, in some ways generally their parents' fault, but because they were separated and argued or whatever, they never, they didn't really work together. So she avoids conflict. She avoids this. I get I get that. Um, and then they just kind of like, her parents were as stupid, in my opinion, as the Coyote Creek woman's parents. Yeah. You know? They were right? very oh, insensitive we're selling. to their kids. We're selling the place and F you. And <laughs> we've, we've been back together for we're months. We're getting divorced. We're getting divorced. And then we're going to shuffle you back and forth. But we're not even going to be able to co-parent with each other. Right. <laughs> and now, 20 years later, it's, oh, look, we've been back together for months. We just, you know, never told you. What? You know? So you can't blame the character for the way she you know she was her and you get why they wrote her that way it's just it was a bit too much compared to the actions of of everybody else and i really liked caleb i think he jumped to a few conclusions like he was like very super defensive you know at, at times yeah but I, I also understood i also understood that with your permission i will now recite what the hell bothered me about this movie you and go you can, right ahead. I'm done. I, I, you can uh, you you can call me out on my bullshit because I was laughing about the West Virginia okay. stuff. That's okay. So, first of all, Hallmark is a multi-million dollar company, shall we say? Right? Yes. How long would it, part of my language, take for them to Google something about one of the greatest, most well-known cities in the world? Like anything. I don't know, little things like how things work here, right? This is not a small town, right? You can't just go down to City Hall and get a and get a permit in a day. It doesn't happen that way. There's no, first of all, there's no friggin' way she put on a block party in 48 hours. The governor could come down 
from Albany. And the NYPD would still be like, no. You know, <laughs> it doesn't happen. You know, during COVID, our idiot mayor, you know, he was like, oh, we're going to have these, we're going to have these um, concerts to reopen the city. You don't think that those things were set up like weeks and months before, you know, planned because everything's political and they just make it shit up and they go along in the city. You know, all those things were set, the bands or whatever, obviously, uh, for weeks and weeks in advance. Obviously, it's the mayor's office and he can do whatever the hell he wants and cut through red tape. But nobody in the city is going to get a permit for any type of block party in 48 hours. It doesn't happen. You need like 60 days minimum. And then if you're going to have a DJ or vendors or this, that, and the other thing, it's not a block party. It's a street event. And that's even more paperwork, right? This isn't a small town. Stop acting like it is. It's New York City. At one point, and actually in many ways, we are still one of the greatest cities in the world. Christmas here is amazing, right? Even right. last year with COVID, shit was still lit up. You know, the parks were decorated. There were lights everywhere. It wasn't the people on the street generally, of course. I mean, the New Yorkers were, and there were some tourists. Obviously, it wasn't packed as it usually is. But Christmas here is pretty damn magical. But we're not small town you know, America, and I'm not not small town America. I probably actually like to live in small town America. I probably would, right? Probably like it very much. Um, but things here don't happen the way they happen in the other towns that Hallmark shows, and that's right. fine. It is what it is. But this is Harlem. If they were going to set a film on Staten Island and they filmed it in Connecticut, I get it. What I get that. This is Harlem, one of the most iconic cities, right, in New York and sort of in the world. It has some of the richest culture. It's much more diverse than most people, you know, think it is. I know that they were trying to get away from the stereotypes of Harlem. I get that. But Harlem has the architecture that they were looking for. Harlem has the Apollo Theater. Harlem has music, food, museums, so much stuff. They didn't even touch on it. They didn't even mention anything that is actually all of me. had like little hints, you know, um, here or there. And I get it. I get that they can't film in New York City because it's taxes and the course and this, that, and the other. But their stock footage is awful. Even their stock footage is awful. I saw one, a different one, and I wish I could remember what it was. There was one Christmas movie I saw recently, Fur Crazy, about a woman whose family sells Christmas trees outside this store. That yeah. was pretty good. You saw a lot of actual New York City, actual Manhattan. Um, a few questionable things, but it is what it is. But the stock footage in A Holiday in Harlem, the fact that they didn't even hint at some of the iconic places, the culture of Harlem, right? The birth of all the things that have occurred in, in Harlem, was disgusting to me as a New Yorker. I'm not the only one, the only one says, and this isn't a dig at the, the director or the writers or whatever. This, this is a dig at the writers in one way that it doesn't take you that long to Google how the hell to get a permit in New York City, right? That's, right. When, the movie, that's when the movie lost me, right? I can pretend that something is West Virginia because I don't know jack shit about West Virginia. No offense. But just like it annoyed you, like this isn't West Virginia, you know, if things happened there or done there a certain way that's not done here right and it just it's those little little details you know like that that just annoy me but it's it's 
it's a lot with them with New York City. Their stock footage is horrible. The plate there, um, it doesn't take that. It's not, you know, there's so much footage out there of all these places of Grand Central Station, of Central Park, you know, of the subway stations. Even the signs were wrong. You know, they built Harlem in Connecticut. Connecticut is basically, even though Hartford, Connecticut is about 40% African American, Connecticut just seems like it's synonymous with white people. Doesn't it? I mean, it's for me and I'm a white person, but I don't know. I just, I know I sound stupid. I know I sound harsh, but it bothered me greatly that something set in Harlem was so poorly done because I feel that, and I mentioned this too off air, and it has to be phrased in a certain way. I think they're so afraid of people claiming, oh, you're hitting all these stereotypes, that they're going too far in the opposite direction of not even showing the actual city. Right. So they need better stock footage of Manhattan. <laughs> they really... I think I pretty much see the same pictures of Manhattan. In every like, single movie that they yeah. do. And their Central Park sucks. And when they showed like this big ball on the ground, it was downtown. I don't know why you're woofing at me, but in a few minutes, we're almost done. Okay? Sorry. Anyway, that's my rant. And for overall, what? For overall, what? you don't do this. For overall storyline, I like the storyline a lot. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. For the fact that it drove me nuts, it's getting a four. Up, up. Come on, up, up. I'm going to give it a five. I mean, I liked it, but it kind of didn't hold my interest. Um, a whole lot, but um, so I guess that brings us to the little top ten we're gonna do. Yes. Yeah. And we're gonna do the top ten favorite actors of Hallmark. Now we do have a number one that me and Liz. Our favorite. Our favorite actors. Our this is favorite. Our our favorite actors. Our favorite, um, but we're just going to uh, the the nine that we have are not uh, in any order. Right. But uh, number one is our number one. One, and yeah. we'll tell you what one that is. And if you can have not figured it out by now, then you know, the one person you know. who listens to us, Amber's mother, she's probably <laughs> figured it out by now. She actually absolutely knows what we're we're gonna say. So, so uh, I'll let you go first. Okay, so in no particular order, we're gonna. So we have our number one and then nine runners up because we, Amber actually said to me, Do you wanna rank them? And I was like, Yeah, I'll rank them. And then I tried to rank them and I couldn't because we just, they're some of the best, right? These are 10 of the most popular, the best, our best, our favorites. We will watch anything they're in, even if it sucks, Uh right? Because it's them. So, and I was going to put one person, if I had to rank it, I was going to put one person, but in particular at the bottom, just to watch Amber go crazy. But I think that would be because she's such a wonderful person. So in no particular order, we'll kick it off because we've already mentioned him, Trevor Donovan. Yes, we love Trevor Donovan. He's been in a lot of stuff. (laughs) Which of course, Nantucket Noel, which we we reviewed before. Off the top of your head, we're going to do this for every single one. Off the top of your head, your favorite Trevor Donovan movie. Ah, even if you don't know that, don't know that the um title titles. Just tell me what it was about. Which they're all about the same thing. He was in a <laughs> as a in one where there was a wedding, and I like that. Hold on, let me pull let me pull this up because I'm gonna pick a, I'm gonna pick one. 
I'm gonna pick one Hallmark movie here. Go to my favorite Hallmark movie uh, website here. I didn't know you were gonna call me out on the spot here. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a Christmas one. It can be any any that Oh, USS Christmas. That one was good. I love that one. I love that one. That one's probably one of my favorites. Um, none of these other ones. I swear he was in another one. Yeah, let's get this list. I actually, as we're talking about him, I loved him on Melissa and Joey. Did you ever <gasps> watch that? Play Melissa's. Uh, he was Austin and Alistair. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Marry me at Christmas. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yes. 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 I love that one. They were organizing a Christmas wedding and she was the owner of a bridal boutique. Mm-hmm. And his sister is his sister's getting married? Yes. Yes. Yeah. His sister was getting married. Mm-hmm. And she helps him plan the wedding. That is my favorite, Trevor. See, I told you. I knew I would find love, one. That's my favorite love one. Love that one. I love that one. Yes, I love that one. And I'm sad that we will not see him anymore because he signed with GAC. GAC. Um, I also I did love USS Enterprise. USS Enterprise. USS Christmas. I made into Star Trek. USS Christmas, which I saw for the first time. Um, the other day. So as I'm looking at his IMDb, I don't know if these are these might be GAC ones, but there's one called Aloha with Love, which I'm guessing is set in Hawaii, and another one called The Engagement Plot, which I do believe is a GAC GAC movie, which is actually based on a book, but there's nothing really to tell us um, in there about it. So I mean. I don't know what's going on with the whole GAC thing, but I will probably. Oh, Aloha with Love is Gemma, a big city architect, must fly to Hawaii in order to handle the estate of a lady. And we've seen that one a billion times. She has to renovate the house. We've also seen that. Then, a handsome country boy contractor helps her revive the home and in the process revitalizes Gemma, set in Hawaii. Okay, I'm going to have issues with that one when we see it, but I don't care if you're <laughs> watch it. I'm like, we're going to love it. So why wouldn't they use a Hawaiian? Or Samoan, but whatever. So yeah, he's on. He's definitely on our list. He's in the and Love Lost and Found, USS Christmas, The Au Pair Nightmare, which I don't actually know what that is, but I like the sound of it. Nostalgic Christmas, so many things, so many, so many, so many. Runaway Romance, which I have to look that one up. It sounds familiar. Um, he's definitely a fan, uh, a solid fan favorite. Yeah, I love he follow, is. I love following him on Twitter because he's always sends like crazy stuff okay next again in no particular order next in no particular order i'm gonna go ahead and do my ryan pavey because i love him and he is pretty and he was in coyote creek christmas which was really not the best movie in the world but i still love him and then last year he was in timeless christmas a timeless christmas and he was really good in that movie he's been in a lot um so many Hold on. I wanted to look up um, his IMDb real quick. I left out the E in PV. He was in like the Unleashing Mr. Darcy and 
I'm marrying Mr. Darcy. I am too, Isn't that weird? I spell his name. So weird. Who's in Harvest Love, which was a fall one from 2017. It's really good. Um, and a Christmas one I've never seen. Oh, Christmas at the Plaza. I like that one. Friend to Fiance. Have you seen that one? It is a um, spring or summer or spring movie. I can't remember. But he plays, um, I think, the fiance. And he's marrying a girl, and she's his best friend, and she's his like mate, like his best man. Wait, what's the name of it? Again? It's called From Friend to Fiance. It's probably the sweetest movie. I loved it. I probably have seen it. I'm pulling it up and don't remember the name of it because there's so many. Yeah, he does have a lot, but I love it. <gasps> yes! I only saw this during the Harvest Nightmare when they were showing stuff like this. Yeah, and it wasn't very, like, it, it's not played it very much. But so it's good. So good. I loved it, yes. I also enjoyed Harvest Love. I have to yes. say that. I also okay. enjoyed that one. So that was two. I've seen all the, before we move on very, very quickly, I've seen all the Dossie ones, but I'm very, very particular about anything set on um, Pride and Prejudice. So, okay. So, let's go with the much-beloved, much-adored Tyler Hines. Tyler Hines. Yes, Roadhouse Romance. This past year. I can't see what he's going to be in. I know he's got a Christmas movie coming out. Let's look. My favorite, one of my favorite movies he's been in. Um, 12 Dates of Christmas. I love that one. He was in It's Christmas Eve with Leanne Rhymes. And I also love, have you seen It Was Always You with Erin Cahill? No, I don't think I've seen that one. So good. He has one coming on top. Oh, oh he had a very twelfth date of Christmas. I've seen on the twelfth date of Christmas. That one's so sweet, so cute. He had a very brief scene in my Christmas family tree. If you blink and you miss him, which was kind of cute. Which I had to go back and be like, "Wait, what?" Um, the mistletoe secret, the one with um Kelly. <gasps> He's gonna be in an unexpected Christmas with Bethany Joy Lance. Okay, mm-hmm. that one's coming up. Oh, this one, too, that I loved. It's Christmas Eve. Yes, that was the one with Leanne Rhymes. Yes, I loved that Apparently one. Apparently, they like to play him, pair him with, like, country singers. Mm, I loved both of them. Because Lauren loved- Elena was a country singer, too. Oh, and he I was loved- in Sweet Caroline. No. Carolina. I loved both of those. I loved It's Christmas Eve. I loved Hope at Christmas. And I loved The Mistletoe Secret. I loved all of those. Well, Hope of Christmas was, was Ryan, because I have the wrong thing open, but hold on. I clicked on the wrong thing. Um, what else did I love of Tyler's? Winter in Vale. I feel like I saw that one. I don't know what it's about. People love him. He's so freaking popular on this thing. 
I never saw this one that he did with Lacey. Did you see the one Winter and Veil that he did with Lacey? No, I have not seen it. I've never seen that one, and, and now I desperately must. Okay, give us our next Hallmark love. We're going to go with the good old Victor Webster. Oh, I don't know if he's been this, in a whole lot of movies, but I love Lucy Love him. Get rid of the two jackets. No, part of my language. Get rid of get rid of the two people on Chesapeake Shores and bring him back for Abby. Ah, no, they totally missed the mark on that one. There's something so like manly about Victor Webster. It's just he's he's a thirst trap waiting to happen. Yes, he is very much so. And like I'm trying to see what movies he's been in. It's been see, it's been a minute. Love. Blossom, Five Star Christmas, Home for Christmas Day, that one was really good, and then he was in Chesapeake Shores, of course, and then he was in A Harvest Wedding, Mm -hmm. and Five Star Christmas is when he's a travel writer and everybody pretends that they're (gasps) guests. Yes, 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 I love that one. Hysterical. I love Um, that one. Pots of Winter, Wings Over Everest, I don't know what that is. Homegrown Christmas, which I think you just said about like reading about that one. Yes, um, he was in. I love the five star Christmas. You know, I just seen that one this year. It was the new one last year. Mm-hmm. My dogs are being yes. annoying because they want to go outside. So's so's mine. Um, he was just he was in many, many, many other things. He's just such. I loved his storyline. He was in Castle, of course, for a while. Um, so many things, but I loved him on. Oh, he was of course on Melrose Place and Lincoln Heights and various things. He had a long, a long history. Wasn't he? He was on Chess. Yeah, he was. He was like less on Chess because it wasn't shown. Enough. A yeah. Harvest Wedding was also was also very good. I don't care what it is. The movie could suck. Oh, show could suck. Uh, he's actually in Motherland, Fort Salem. I have no idea what that is. Apparently, he's in that. I love him. He's he's just he just oozes manliness. Yes, he does very much so. Oh, so much. And my what first, is our next one? Okay, our next one is. I'm gonna go with the ever popular who we just saw, Brendan Elliott. I love Brennan Elliott. Brennan is definitely one of their go-to people. Super, super popular as the um, the build-up to um, Open by Christmas is shown because people were going absolutely crazy. He has a huge, huge fan base on social on social media. He has something called Love and Ice Wine coming up. Let me see if I can get a a food and wine critic quit critic a food critic food and wine critic hits her head and loses her memory while accidentally visiting a winery she panned in the past owned and operated by single dad Michael bit of a twist on something we've seen a few times I'm down for it because it's Brennan um going through his IMDb Christmas in Vienna. Christmas at Grand Valley, All of My Heart, The Wedding, that the All of My Heart series with Lacey, love them. Christmas Encore, The Flower Shop Mysteries, he played Marco uh, alongside um, Brooke Shields. Listen, 
the flower shop mysteries, the books, so, 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 so much better, sorry, than this series. It's completely different. They completely butchered the series. It was a younger couple in the, in the book, and it's so good. It was in the All My Heart movie. Yes, yeah, uh, Cove. I think that's where I fell in love with him. Cedar Cove, where he played Warren. Did you ever watch Cedar Cove? No, I didn't. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah, I mean, he's been in so much on here and other places. His, oh, Christmas at Grand Valley. That was a good one. I haven't seen the flower the, shop ones. Don't bother. Don't don't. I mean, it's Brennan, but don't 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 hurt your head. Love you like Christmas was good. Oh, I love that one. Christmas at Grand Valley is really good. I've watched it a couple of times in the last couple of weeks that it's been on with Danica. Yeah. She's she's an artist and he's a dad, and then she gets mad at him for no reason, like they always do. That's just a really 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 good one. Okay, and then that's going to bring us to. Wes Brown, which he's been in a lot. Wes is another one that just kind of oozes that machismo, oozes that manliness to me. Uh, Very much so. I agree with you on that one. Um, Let me see. What what was he in that I really loved? Um, oh, he was in Sweet Pecan Summer. Pecan. And Christmas Cookies. A Nashville Christmas Carol. I don't know Christmas one. at Christ- Graceland. Oh, Check Into Christmas. I love that one. I've got that one saved to watch. Nashville Christmas Carol. When the families are feuding over the inns. I love that one. It's so funny. Christmas in Mississippi. Christmas cookies. Oh, he was Gaston in Once Upon a Time. I forgot about that. He um, he's in one this year called Every Time a Bell Rings. Yes. Christmas cookies is good. He he owns the um, factory that they that they want to shut down, which is a nice twist from the woman owning it. Love Under the Stars was really good. Apparently he was in 90210, the new one, I guess. Hmm. 2012, he played Taylor Williams. He was also on Desperate Housewives, but one episode. Scandal, Heart of Dixie, Private Practice. He was in so, so much. He's a very talented actor and fans, men and women alike. Absolutely. I do really enjoy the Graceland series. I need to know. Okay. I think that leaves us with what's our next one? Well, this is this should be the nine. Okay, we did West Six. Tyler, Brennan, Ellie, Brennan. We did Brennan, right? Yes. Okay, we have a list of ten. We don't know who our number one is, so okay. West and Brown, we know- Tyler Haynes, we did Brennan Elliott, Brian Pavey, Victor Webster, Trevor Donovan. We're on number seven. So Andrew. Andrew Francis. No, we, we, do all Andrew know him. we didn't do Andrew Walker. No, we didn't do Andrew Walker. So we have Andrew Francis and Andrew Walker. Right. We like Andrew our Andrew Francis, of course, is from 
Chesapeake Shores. Shores. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Walker. So Andrew Francis, I recently saw him in two movies, both with Danica, I believe, where he played the best friend. One, he played the gay best friend, which is a really cute part. He didn't get enough. And the other one, I don't even remember, but he was always the best friend. It's time, Homer. It's time to give him, to give him a lead romantic role in Spring Fling, in Christmas, in Harvest, and we don't really care. Just give him a part, a lead. A lead, a good lead story. Something fresh-ish, because you don't want to be fresh. Um, but and he, so okay, let's stick with Andrew Francis for a second. He's been in, aside from being the amazing, amazing Connor on um, Chesapeake Shores, he has a huge, huge voice acting career. Did you know that? No, I did not. He did. He actually does several My Little Ponies. Christmas, Christmas she wrote is actually the one that um he, where he played the the gay best friend to, to Danica. Um, he's in he was in Coach Me if you can. He does several voices for Ninjago Ninjago and is actually taking over a big role in Ninjago because the person who did the voice of the main character passed away and so he's taking it over. But he's done. Uh, Lewis Pet Shop. Oh, Christmas in Evergreen. Let us to Santa. That's what again that I also loved. Um, but yeah, his voice. I, oh, Beyblade. He's done Beyblade for um, Dino Trucks. So much for um, voice act, and I, I, I think that's amazing because that's like he's very well known in that and has a huge fan base just, just from that. But Hormak. Not only this Connor, first of all, we need to renew Chesapeake Shores. I guess we need to know what the hell happened to Connor. Screw everybody else. I just really want to know what happens to Connor. <laughs> and he needs, it's it's beyond time for him to have. Brennan, the other, his, what's his face, his name? What's the brother who plays the brother Penny? Look, whatever his name is. He has them. He has his own movies. Now it's time for Andrew. Yes. Get me, some, get me with some Andrew Walker back. Andrew Walker, he was in probably the very first Hallmark movie that I remember, like, that I remember watching. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's been others. And it was, um, he played in A Bride for Christmas in 2012. Um, that one was really good. He had a, looked like he had a small part in um, One Calls the Heart. He's been in a lot of wedding movies. Yes. Dashing Through the Snow, Appetite for Love, Date with Love, A Dream of Christmas. That one was pretty good. It was where he played a, a photographer, a wildlife photographer. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were actually married. He, was, he played opposite Nikki Deloach. He's been in a couple of stuff with her. I can't think of what my favorite one is. I mean, he, well, well, he wasn't. Well, he wasn't the one you just gave a ten. My family Christmas tree. Yes. That's let me look my him favorite up. One. Let me let me pull him up now. Because then we have 
And again, these nine are in no particular order. We're just looking at our list and pulling out names. And that is the only one he's in this year, by the way. Really? That's surprising Mm -hmm. because he's usually in so many, which leads us to the fact, like, is this one, are they so oversaturated, which is probably a good thing, that people are jumping. Oh, he was in the 27-hour day, which the first time I saw it, I didn't like it. The second time, I loved it. Oh, Christmas Tree Lane. That was a good one. I like that one. Um, that was with... Alicia Witt. Yeah, Alicia Witt. That one was really good. I actually just watched that one. Um, Marion Bright. I love that one. Did you see that one? Yes, it was pretty good. Um, I like I that one. Like that and one. then I like the 27-hour one, too. He's in, in so many. My Secret Valentine... Love Struck Cafe, The Perfect Catch, Love on Ice, A Dream of Christmas, so many. I mean, he's one of their, definitely one of their. I don't remember him as, I don't remember Billy Hamilton. I'm going to close the heart. I'd have to look it up. Oh, Finding Mrs. Claus. That was a cute one. That's going back to 20, 2012. But Andrew is definitely one of their mainstays. Um, extremely, extremely popular. Slightly, I'm slightly disappointed that this is one of the only ones he's getting getting this year and then that brings us to um, the last one you threw in there before we decided on our primary I threw in um, Neil Neil Matter who is um, of course in the Aurora Teagarden Mysteries he plays Nick I haven't seen those because I dislike the books that I refuse to watch them that's on me not on the characters of the book or the, or the actors or anything like that. I love, um, he's in this weekend's Christmas Together With You, which is on tonight, the 20th. He's in one of my absolute favorites, Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. Love that one. Also in the uh, Finding Father Christmas, Engaging Father Christmas. Marrying so Father Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Marrying Father um, Christmas. Then there's one called Love at First Dance. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. It's a uh, dance instructor Hope falls in love with her latest student, Manhattan's former most eligible bachelor, Eric. The only problem is he's about to be married to someone else in an extravagant society wedding. It's really good. It's with Becca Tobin and Cecilia Deacon. It's really cute. I mean, it's pretty, you know, predictable. Um, he was also on when, Christmas and Dollywood. He was also on When Calls the Heart. He played Shane, which is where I know him from. He's been on many other non- Excuse me, non. Um, he, was, he was also on the 90210 revival as Greg. That's interesting. He was also on Melville's Place. He played Rick. Um, he's been in many things, but he is just. Okay, so Neil is one of my top guys because he ties in with our number one. This, so these nine have been interchangeable. They don't have a ranking. It's impossible for us to rank them because on any given day, we love more than one than we love the other, probably because they're on TV, right? So, but our number one, Neil, to me, shares this quality with our absolute overall ride or die number one, whose name Amber will give you in a moment. We've spoken about this man on pretty much every episode of this podcast the last few weeks, even if he's not been on TV. Because he plays some of the most charming, realistic, semi-sarcastic, what we deemed to be 
we had this conversation where one of the things we love about Hallmark movies is not that just their predictability, but how they make us feel. They're like comfort food for the, you know, the soul and, and such is that you have these two types of Hallmark hunks, which we've this, which we've had in here. We've had the manly men of Wes and, and, and Brennan and, and such. And then there's the hunky, other type of hunky ones like Trevor and Andrew Walker. And then our favorite ones, our favorite ones are the Hallmark actors who have that coworker guy next door. Somewhat, their storylines feel like they're attainable to your average woman. Correct? Yes. So that means our number one can only be Paul Campbell. Absolutely. Get on. If you ever listen to this, Paul Campbell, we love you. And you yes. need all the Hallmark movies. When this actually gets posted, I'm going to tag you in it, Mr. Paul Campbell. And thank you, Mr. Paul Campbell, for once or twice replying to me on Twitter. It made my day. I felt like a million dollars because a stranger <laughs> replied to me or liked my thing. Um, I can't, this, I loved him. In, I loved uh, the Santa Stakeout, right? That week yes. or a week or so ago. That was, I would say that one and the Window Wonderland is probably my two favorites that he's ever been in. Um, I love, he's been in a couple of other ones that I love. It's so hard to pick because we just love the type of character that he plays. I love Christmas by Starlight. Um, I love Holiday Hearts. I love the Goodwink movie that he was um, that he was in. Did you ever see? Um, hold on, Did you just get the title correct. I need to watch the Last Bridesmaid. I'm gonna have to see if some of these uh, that he's in Did are on the see, app. It's a, it, it's a summer nights one, sun sand and romance. I oh, have not seen that one. Kate reunites with old friend with her boyfriend. Spends too much time working during their vacation. It's just super cute, and again, it fits everything we say about the characters. Excuse me, that that he plays. I mean, he's in Once Upon a Holiday. He's in Window Wonderland, which I was need to watch this one, The Surprise so by Love, because he's in there with Hillary Burton. And of course, we know I'm a one tree hill lover. That, what's that one about? Because I know the plots better than I know the, the name. It's a Josie Mayfield, a no nonsense businesswoman working at her father's successful cookware company, thinks her boyfriend Richard is the perfect man, handsome, successful, and driven. The problem is I Josie's hate- parents, Joseph and Claire, do not agree. When Josie meets up with Gridley, an underachieving old high school flame. <laughs> if that's not, <laughs> if not a Paul Campbell character, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I loved, also, before you finish, I loved, I loved um, Window Wonderland as well. It says, Richard dreams up a plan to make himself look good to Josie's parents. Gridley will be Josie's date on Joseph and Claire's upcoming anniversary party when Joseph and Claire see Josie with a loser They'll give an, anything to have Richard back in the picture. At least that's the plan. Okay. Well, maybe he doesn't play Richard. Maybe I don't he plays know. Richard. Maybe. I mean, he was in um, the new Night Rider. He was in Battlestar Galactica. He was uh, almost Heroes. He's going to be in the new Turner and Hooch, which I actually had no desire anything. To, I mean, he's playing um, Grady Garland in that to see, but now I will. Um, there was another one that he did with Kimberly Sustard. What was it called? A oh, wedding every weekend. 
wedding every weekend um, was also with Kimberly Sustard. I think I just said her name wrong, which was really, really cute. It's when these two friends realize that they're going to like, they have like six weddings in a row, like every weekend. They decide just to go together to make it like more bearable. Mm-hmm. Of course, like some Mr. Heaver stores cars and I forget what she does, whatever. It's just so super cute. I'll be honest, the first time I was watching it, I was like, ah, and then I really got into it. And then I, I had missed the beginning. Um, because it was just like on one random day. And then when I saw it again a couple of days later, because you know how they repeat, I was like, Oh, I love this one. I do. It's so good. I love him with him with Kimberly, but he is our he is that number one. Uh, number one. He's just like he has that he he just his characters, his demeanor, just the way he is in these movies. It's like for many of us Hallmark viewing people, it's a guy you can run in on the street to and have your little um magic possibly happen. Whereas <laughs> the door keeps walking out like whereas with some of the others we know like, oh this is just a dream. You know what I mean? It makes it a little more realistic. Um <laughs> For us, it does. We love him. So, Miss Amber wanted to be done by a certain time, but I've kept yakking, 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 yakking. Um, but that's it. That is episode twelve. Um, next week is going to be crazy. It is, of course, Thanksgiving and Hallmark. For some reason, tried to put on nine movies. I keep saying seven, and Amber keeps yelling at me, nine, nine, because I nine. Hallmark, Hallmark, I thought it was seven across the board, not seven, just a Hallmark proper. This week coming up, the movies Next actually week. start on Christmas with the one I am looking forward to the most, the nine kittens, nine lives, nine kittens of Christmas, whatever it is, with Brandon Roth and Kimberly Sustard reuniting from their much-beloved uh, movie, which obviously they broke up, so I'm very curious as to why, but I have an inkling as to why. So let's see if I'm right, because I haven't been so far. Um, so we have a plan. We're going to do um, reviews, previews of the week after on one podcast and then the reviews of the nine on another to try to keep it a little bit under control. But it should be interesting. This is a lot. <laughs> a lot because we actually had. Did we screw up? No. We did the previews for this weekend now. So Wednesday, do we actually have? No, no, Friday. Friday, like, we'll do our normal. Um, oh, that's right. Friday, no, that's right. I'm confused. I'm keep screwing myself up. Okay, this is off the other two. Friday, the Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, we're going to do our review of this week's movie, this weekend's movies that we're in the middle of right now, and the preview of what will have started the night before and that Friday's nine movies. And then we'll do the recap of the movies and a review for the next week. Next week. So not this week, but the week after we're going to record twice to kind of sort things out. I keep shorting myself a week. Okay. So Amber's going to go finish making her yummy, delicious food that I can't have any because I'm far away. <laughs> whatever. Whatever, Amber. No. Um, <laughs> And we want to wish everybody, oh no, we want to wish everybody a wonderful and safe 
Thanksgiving, um, whatever you're doing, if you're going to be alone, we, that's okay. You know, whatever is best for you. Um, but if you're going to be alone, hey, I'll be on social media. Hit me up. I'll be happy to talk to you. Um, I'll be with my family. And Amber will be with, you know, her family. We're not rubbing that in. But um, from us all at home is where homework is and ChairShot Radio and the ChairShot.com. We wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving. And if you're going out shopping on Black Friday, remember our motto, always use your head. Be reasonable. Stick to your budget. Don't beat somebody up over a toaster. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy and we Thanksgiving. love you. We do. We love you, especially Amber's parents who really won't even listen to it. Um, so I'm Liz Puglisi. You can find me at LizzyP224. And you can find both of us on Instagram at Home is Where Homework is. My Twitter and my Instagram are the same thing. Amber's Instagram and Twitter are Amber Teasley1. They're both the same. They're both the same. Okay, my loves, we will see you soon. Have a great holiday season. Enjoy the movies and behave. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.